Hi, I'm Carla Wainwright. And I'm Little Leah. And welcome to the Radical Sex Witches podcast, where we explore the themes of sexuality, feminism, consciousness, love, healing, ritual, magic, and all things witchy and wonderful. Hello, all you bodacious broomstick babes, and welcome to another episode of the Radical Sex Witches. I'm Little Leah, and with me is just the loveliest of all lovelies in the whole lovely place, Carla Wainwright. Hi, Carla. Hey, Leah. Again, you're making me blush. Thank you. (laughs) Good thing it's a podcast, then nobody can see. (laughs) Anyways, we have a fantastic topic boobs, bust, bosom, knockers, melons, tatas, rack, cleavage, jugs, and my personal favorite, tits. Just a few of the many names for the beloved breasts. Since the dawn of time, breasts have been a symbol of sexuality for good or bad. I just pictured some really pointy nipples just like coming out to battle for this. So obviously, Carla has deep deep dived into all things witchy booby history. So let's kick things off. And why don't you tell the listeners what a witch's tit is? <laughs> yep. A witch's tit is also called a witch's mark. And that was considered proof of a witch's profession, especially during the 16th and 17th centuries when, you know, we had these massive witch trials and they were burning thousands of women uh, at the stake. And in uh, England and Scotland, it was common to appoint a man, of course, to search a suspect's body for a witch's tit. (laughs) Oh, God, this is better by the second. I know. There's probably a long lineup of men who wanted that job. (laughs) And and it was thought that this, the the witch's tit was an extra teat from which an imp or a devil, which was known as a familiar. Oh, God. uh, Would suck this, the witch's blood as a form of nourishment. And so guess what the name was for uh, these guys who had to, to check women's bodies? Uh, a booby buster. <laughs> <laughs> well, a witch pricker. <laughs> yeah, that's perfectly fitting, you little fucking prick. Yeah. Witch prick. And yeah, so your job title was witch pricker. And <laughs> this person was supposed to recognize a witch if she showed no feeling when he pricked the presumed teat with a pin. Oh. My God. And if it didn't bleed. So, oh my God. I'm sure they all bled, but it would, they, you know, they got burnt anyway. Yeah. So, trial records often included, often included the depositions of these witch prickers. (laughs) And they sometimes reported teats not only in the chest, but elsewhere on the body, including her genitals. So, like, nobody knew what the fucking clitoris was. So, that was probably. That's that's the third witch's tit, everybody. <laughs> the clit. We keep having these findings of, 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 of a third breast yes. under her skirt. And so it, it might have just been a mole or a wart, a freckle, a blemish, a supernumerary nipple, which happens in about one out of every 200 women. What is that? Uh, like a third nipple? Yeah, third nipple. Basically. Oh, okay. Um. And like I said, who knows if they were checking the genitals, probably the clit, you know, made it on the list. And uh, this was the sign of an uh, an aberrant breast, which meant that she'd consorted with the devil and that she was a true witch. 
So what were they expecting that they were just going to go rip open her blouse and a third giant breast would fall out? Like who, how did they even, uh, I want to know more about all of this. I want to read the reports so I can roll my eyes into the back of my head. I want to like know how they decided we're like, well, you know, I was taking a walk through the woods and uh, pretty sure I saw Ms. Marshall over there with her shirt open and three breasts and a giant demon sucking off of one. How the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Yep. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, we kind of laugh about it, but it's tragic because- It is tragic, and I didn't mean to giggle through all of that, but Oh, no, no, because it is, it's so crazy that, you know, we just have to kind of, you know, like, witch prick her seriously, but yeah, it just took somebody saying, this person had this, this woman had this, and then that spelled her doom. It's pretty awful. I think I'm going to bring back the witch pricker and I'm going to use it as an insult towards men now. Shut up, you witch pricker. That sound, it sounds offensive. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, once they discovered uh, the so-called witch, um, her breasts were really often subject to humiliating and excruciating treatment. So they, they would expose her in a public whipping and mutilated in some of the more brutal cases. And, and there's this is actually a pretty tragic uh, story. There was a woman named Anna Pappenheimer, who was a member of an outcast family of grave diggers and latrine cleaners in uh, Bavaria around 1600. So she already, you know, was a pretty low on the whole um, social class system. Yeah, and, no kidding. Yeah, so, you know, she they claimed she was a witch and she was tortured into confessing sexual relation, relations with the devil. And, you know, anybody will say anything in torture and condemned as a witch. And so three, sorry, herself and three members of her family were burned at the stake. But before that, her breasts were cut off and forced into her mouth oh. and in the mouths of her two grown sons. Oh my fucking God. Oh my God. That is so terrible. So terrible. Oh, yeah, really, really awful. So that's as awful as this is going to get. This episode was going to be fucking brutal. I didn't. I didn't read the show notes ahead of time. But <laughs> holy fuck, that is just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Just so that just the inhumane treatment and yeah, and that you know the breasts that support life and. Um, yeah, that she was just humiliated in such a horrible way is pretty awful. So, you know, witches' breasts, if we look in, in art throughout, you know, particularly in the last few hundred years, they're usually depicted as, as flat and hanging and they're, you know, really ugly and they represent the underside of Western eroticism, which, you know, on the other hand, glorifies like these beautiful, small, oh. youthful bosoms. And she's the old hag and look at her saggy, saggy fun bags there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, um, you know, even in uh, some lore, I'm not sure if you ever heard about this, but in the case of Anne Boleyn, so Anne Boleyn was Henry VIII's uh, second wife. And, um, you know, it's such a, I like a total hit, you know, of course I love history, but I've read so much about Henry VIII <laughs> and his wives and all of that sort of thing. So he wanted to marry her. He had to get rid of his first wife. Oh my divorce. God. Okay. I'm going to get rid of the way we've been talking about men in this episode. They yeah, no kidding. But he, you know, she managed to, uh, she managed to get through without, without being killed. Um, but anyway, to marry Anne Boleyn. And then of course, uh, you know, he thought he was going to get a son because he never had a son with his first wife, uh, Catherine of Aragon. 
And, and then, of course, uh, Anne Boleyn had Queen Elizabeth I, well, she wasn't a queen at that time, was one of the greatest monarchs, of course, in English history. But uh, Henry VIII was pretty pissed with her. So part of the way that he got rid of her is and not only did he accuse her of adultery, but then also um, witchcraft. And so part of the rumor around her was that she had a third breast. And um, this became recorded as a medical anomaly. And so we still actually still have this expression today, cold as a witch's tit, <laughs> which is used to convey the hostility some men feel towards uh, women's breasts when they're not a source of pleasure or nurturance for them. No way. I had no idea that that's what that saying meant. And I'm sure that like at least once a winter, I throw a cold as a witch's tit. And now I don't want to. The shit I learn on this show, Char- Carla, like, unbelievable. You're just going to replace that with witch pricker. Oh, witch pricker is going into the lexicon, ladies. Absolutely. I think if you start insulting people as witch prickers, I need to know. <laughs> and I just want to take a moment and just give credit to Marilyn Yalom for this piece is all that I've just shared right now. Because, um, yeah, I learned a lot here and some pretty great stuff. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely fascinating. That's totally fascinating. Um, What's witch's milk? Can I drink it? Do I want to drink it? Oh, oh God, she's laughing. I don't think I do. Well, you might. (laughs) Let's hold that thought. Continue. I don't know if I want to know. Uh, Witch's milk is actually neonatal milk, which is secreted from the breasts of of newborn um, human infants of either sex. And the reason that that happens is that, of course, uh, in through gestation and then through the birth process, the child is is um, gets some of the hormones that the mother is experiencing. So that's like not uncommon at all, and uh, it's actually a really natural phenomenon. But we have in folklore this idea of witch's milk, and it was believed to be a source of nourishment for witches' familiar spirits. So remember, if the familiar right. is, you know, the devil. Or, your tea. Yep. And it was thought to be stolen from unwatched sleeping infants. Um, And however, in other cultures, expressing milk from the infant's breasts is supposed to contribute to good breast shape in adulthood. (laughs) Well, I didn't get tits until my 30s. So what the fuck has my familiar been up to? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I have to have a serious conversation. I think you little, do. A little imp under my bed. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do. So yeah, um, which is milk. I'm sure they don't talk about that in the hospital. Yeah, pro- I, I had no idea. I mean, I've never given birth to a child, so and I've never read that anywhere. But that's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want some? No. I'm good, thanks. I don't need to be a witch pricker and sucking little babies off. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God, Leah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm sorry to anyone listening to this right now. Real tears are flowing out of my eyes. But let's keep the good times rolling and talking about how awesome breasts are. <laughs> Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna move on from um, yeah the witch's tit and <laughs> milk to just talking really how amazing breasts are and um, you know in some cultures breasts have been really revered I think they've been revered in all cultures but they've yeah. just been um, you know the 
there have been misogynistic tendencies to turn them against us. However, the Taoists have, uh, they do call the breaths, the bells of love, which I love. Yeah. The bells of love. It sounds so juicy and sensual. You can just hear them ringing. You take off your top and do a little shimmy like. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And that's a term that's, you know, probably really, really old, uh, many hundreds of years old. And, and, from, from the Taoist perspective, taking good care of our breasts is actually really vital for our emotional, energetic, and physical health, uh, and physical health and well-being. And, um, you know, many of us only really have our breasts paid attention to if we're with a lover, or maybe we do it a little bit ourselves, but we don't actually make that part of our typical self-care day-to-day. And it's actually really important because the breasts can hold a lot of stagnant energy, Um, and, you know, depending on how you see things, but some of that stagnant energy could turn into some kind of disease. It could turn into cancer. So, you know, we know that diseases all have emotional components to them. And so taking good care of our breasts, ensure that our breast tissue stays vibrant and healthy. And the more attention we pay to our breasts, the, um, more, um, luscious and, um, thriving our breasts will be. Makes sense. And then the next fact here, ditch the bra, at least some of the time. And you know what? Since I've been working from home for myself for the last three years, I rarely wear a bra. I live by myself. Why the fuck am I going to holster these bad boys and strangle the shit out of them? That being said, I don't know why. I did shower today. (laughs) You're welcome, everybody. Um, But I put a bra on. So guess what? I'm taking it off right now. I want to know, do you ladies do the magical through this, undo the back and through the sleeves? I did this in front of a guy not too long ago, and he's so awkward and weird about it. I'm like, dude, like, it's just a bra. (laughs) Here it is. It's just a bra. I'm going to throw it over my shoulder. It's just a bra. You didn't see any tits. My shirt stayed on. But ladies, like, oh, oh, my God, immediately. Yeah, it's like a huge sigh of relief. Your tits just go, thank you. They really do. Yeah, they do like why? Unless I'm going to go see someone. And even then, if you came over or one of my other friends, I'd be like, meh, I don't really need to put that on. Do I like see my my nips through my shirt? Happy boobies are uh, free boobies. Agreed. Yeah. So if you if you wear an underwire, I mean, it's fine if you're wearing kind of like a, you know, a cute bra and it's just for a short period of time. But underwire is bad news. Uh, That constriction, you know, really cuts off some of the lymph flow. And again, from a Taoist perspective, having metal like that on the body, not good. So if you do need, you know, some of the the more voluptuous uh, women who are listening, you may need to wear something totally understandable. Um, don't ditch the bra if it's going to give you back pain and it's going to not feel good. Um, but yeah, something that's supportive, but also at the same time, not so constrictive and really, yeah, let's, let's your boobs just breathe and be relaxed. Important. And breasts are the gateway to orgasm. Yes. Absolutely. So breasts um, are often, you know, in foreplay, what gets mm-hmm. a little attention first, and that can that can certainly enhance arousal. Uh, they open our heart. And so that allows us to feel more um, compassion and acceptance um, and connection with ourselves and others. And of course, they encourage the pussy to become receptive. So you, like I said, it's really going to uh, enhance arousal. And so, um, yeah, any anybody listening out there who is maybe not spending as much time with foreplay as they should with their female partner, 
spend some time with the breast, spend a little bit longer. Yeah. Bring back, the, bring back the motorboat, you know, like fun fact, a motorboat was how I would gauge how serious a situation was with my friends. Like if someone was crying and <laughs> I'd well, ask them, if, yeah, someone's all upset and they're like, Oh, my fucking life is horrible. And I'd be like, do you need a motorboat? And if they laughed, I knew that this was a fixable situation. But if they looked at me like they were going to punch me in the throat, I knew that like a motorboat to the boobies was not going to fix this easily. So, and I still get, I still use it as my gate. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, Ask any of my friends, look at pictures from our twenties. I'm sure my face is in a lot of fucking tits for real. (laughs) You'd like like a motorboat. (laughs) Would you like a virtual motorboat from the radical sex witches? (laughs) You know how to find us on Instagram. (laughs) That's going to be my $5. That's going to be my post. It'll be like. (laughs) Awesome. Please hold me to it. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on, though, Carla is a big supporter of breast massage. Now, off the top, that sounds a little odd. So you take it away and be our resident expert on this. Absolutely. So any type of self-massage is really beneficial, produces oxytocin, the love hormone in the body, uh, improves um, uh, circulation and, you know, helps balance hormones and gets real aches and pains, all the things. So, you know, just like we would massage tense parts of our bodies, we also want to make sure that we give the breast um, a good massage as well. And so breast massage, again, this is what I'm going to share with you is a a Taoist technique um, and helps to create this loving connection to our body. It it improves sensitivity. It improves um, your your uh, capacity to receive pleasure and improves hormone health. And it really feels empowering. Uh, It feels really great. So when we're doing this type of massage, we always begin by drawing energy up from the earth. So you take you, first of all, you could do this over clothes, but it's even nicer to do it, you know, hands on bare skin, but maybe use like some kind of oil, like coconut oil or some natural oil. So you want to pull energy up. So maybe moving from your navel up along the sternum and then coming out along the outside of the breast back down and then up through the sternum again. So the direction is always up through the sternum towards the head and then coming around the breasts and just doing circles. Yeah. And just, you know, enjoying that, enjoying like different kind of texture. We're doing this. You can't see us. We're both virtually doing these motions. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And just trying, you know, like different amounts of pressure. And then what you do is you, you can start to go into smaller and smaller circles, getting to the areola and then to the nipples. And then it's like, when you get to your nipples, it's like you're turning the world's smallest doorknobs. <laughs> I was going to say tuning in Tokyo. Ding. Yeah. And it's the same kind of direction where you're still going like up through the center and down the outsides. And then just pause, place your hands on your breast, really just delight in that. And so this first direction is really about releasing any stagnation and stuck energy. And then provided your breast tissue is healthy, and this is important, um, then you would do the energy building, which is the opposite direction. So basically going down through the middle and then up along the sides. And again, you could start with the nipples and then finish with going larger, larger circles, and then just pause and enjoy. And this, you know, so for women out there, I've done this with a lot of women, many women who have lost their sensitivity in their breasts, maybe from um, breastfeeding or just for whatever reason, and you can absolutely regain sensitivity and really start to enhance your erotic pleasure from your oh, breast. Wow, that's amazing. You yeah. 
I mean, I didn't think that. And I've heard you talk about breast massage a lot. And I had no idea that you could bring that sensation back. You totally can. You totally can. That numbness in the body, um, you know, that's maybe a subject for another episode, but uh, we certainly can, you know, with kindness, compassion, and patience, um, we can begin to return sensation to the body. So, you know, you could do a quickie, you could make this like even a two or three minute practice. Yeah. Breast, breast massage quickie. Um, each day, maybe right before bed, that would feel really nice. And then if you have time to luxuriate in a longer practice of breast massage, um, you will not be disappointed. So before we go, maybe we should leave some like last thoughts, each of us about our own breasts. How do you feel about your tits, Carla? I think my tits are pretty fucking fantastic. I have to say. (laughs) 50, you guys. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if it's cause I've done a lot of breast massage, but, uh, my breasts give me tremendous pleasure. And, um, you know, I feel for myself, I'm glad that they're small. I can go easily without a bra. Um, and, uh, you know, they nourish my babies and I just really, I feel really, um, so much gratitude for my breasts for the pleasure they give me and the sustenance they gave my kids. And, and, um, I just like, I, it's, you know, I have parts of my body that I struggle with, but this is not one of them. I really love my breasts. Well, that is a really fantastic sell for them. We're going to post pictures on Instagram later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play guess whose tits. Just kidding. But that is a really like, that is such a powerful comment that you just made. You know, I don't like other parts of my body, but I don't have a problem with these. And you know what? I kind of feel the same way. Like I'm 43 and these puppies are still up there. Granted, I have not had children. I have not had breast massaged myself, but I might go do that after this episode. And, you know, when your gay best friend, he says to you that your tits are great, because, I mean, you can do that to your gay best friend. You can be like, hey, Jason, check this out and just whip them out. And he's like, those are nice. Like, I take that to heart. So I really like my boobs, too. I always tell people for 43, they look great. It's part of my regular thing that I do. And it's another one of those gauging (laughs) situations, like... What is someone going to think if I say this? Let us know. <laughs> Let us know at home. How do you feel about your tits? Yeah, we want to know. And I also just want to say that all breasts are beautiful. And so yes. even if yours are, you know, not the size or shape that, you know, you would like them to be, or some of them are a little more droopy or whatever, not the same size or anything, all breasts are beautiful. And yeah, if you do this size practice, from each other too, and that's yeah. Right, that's and totally a thing. Gorgeous. That's totally a thing. And if you do breast massage, you will begin to appreciate your breasts, and your relationship to them will totally change. So if you're struggling with your boobs, uh, do this practice for a month and notice what happens. Amazing. I think we have to leave it on that high note of the fantasticness of tits. Um, next time we're going to come back and talk about perimenopause, something that you know we're probably both going through. It's going to be wonderful, but we're going to find a lot of great information for you. So as always, I'm little Leah. And I'm Carla. We are the Radical Sex Witches, and we will see you next time. Are you curious about how to liberate your inner witch and experience more pleasure, turn on, and a deeper connection to life? Head over to EmbracingShaktiTemple.com to learn how you can shed old limiting expectations, beliefs, and patterns, and finally let yourself be guided by your inner feminine wisdom and magic.